Welcome to Bench Boost Boys Game Week 12 forecast with me, Gav, and my wonderful co-host, Scott. How are you, Scott? Going well. Well rested. Welcome back. Thank you. And uh, thanks, Ben, for filling in for me. Um, we had a laugh. Great, great show. I listened to it myself this morning. A lot of jokes really aimed at me. Yes, cut, yes. A few of them cut quite deep. Yep, yep. <clears throat> I, contrary to what was said, I was not on a ban. I wasn't an official ban, um, but I did sheepishly um, head down to Tasmania thinking about how I did accidentally refer to one of our favourite players. Uh, I didn't even know what the word nonce meant. I'll be honest with you. It's a British word. I'm Australian. I didn't know what it meant. But here we are. It's okay. Nonce gate is closed. Welcome back. Uh, last week, so that show, in case you didn't listen to that one, listeners, was uh, during the international break, we did a just a recap of the season so far pre this current game week. Uh, we talked over some wildcard ideas, uh, top performers, answered some really good mailbag questions, particularly around things like differentials and if it's time to bring Son in. Uh, so you can, it's still, I'd say it's still relevant. Um, it's a long one. That's what she said. She didn't say it. Um, but you can go back and still listen to that. Um, it's on all the usual streaming services. Or you can go to benchboostboys.club. Um, don't forget to join our mini league as ever, if you haven't already. Why not? Q8ZM2S is the code. Uh, at benchboostboys is us on Twitter. Um, please send in some questions for the mailbag. Um, you, you touched on this last week. Dave Paxton's still on top, obviously. Nothing's changed since last week's episode, but I just wanted to talk about his, his overall rank is 171st in the world. Incredible. Incredible. Good for him. He is still at the very top. Um, but yes, join anyway. Join the Bench Boost Boys Private League. Um, we will, in a second, do a very quick recap of Game Week 11. I, I kind of did mine last week when uh, Ben was on the show, Um but we'll, we'll just remind or refresh where we landed and where our teams are currently sat. And then usual uh, usual things occur. Watch list, Game Week 12 fixtures, what we're going to do for Game Week 12, and then the aforementioned mailbag. So let's do that. Bench boss, boys. Okay, so Game Week 11 feels like a millennia ago. But mm. re- the reality is it was less than two weeks ago. Um I will quickly recap where I landed, which was... It was a great game week. The game week average was 42. I scored 71. I'd brought in Smith-Rowe and got rid of Townsend. That paid off. I had a, I had a wonderful game week, which, um, yeah, 71 points. Put me at game week rank 107,000. 15th in the Bench Boost Boys League. Overall rank 571,000. Overall points 677. So rather happy with that. Um, and you, sir... Yeah, I got 20 points over the average, um, but my team's pretty template, so it didn't really help me a lot of my mini leagues. It did help with my overall rank. I jumped I jumped a few hundred thousand, I think, probably 220,000 places to 600,000th overall, which I'm pretty happy with. Uh, I won't go through the whole team, but players that did well for me were the same players that did well for everyone, like I said. Cancelo and Alexander-Arnold, 14 and 12 each. Uh, Salah captaincy for five points, turned that into ten. And Rafinha for nine points. Another player that did quite well for me was Ben White. I kind of rolled the dice on Ben White and played him over Livermento and um, felt pretty vindicated in that because Livermento got a six and everyone kind of had a laugh at me for being like, oh, you left him on the bench again. <laughs> well, especially because that Southampton game happened first, right? Well, yeah, 100% it did. And, and ben, was the, ben was the main instigator. So Bloody Ben. Now that he's not here to defend himself, eat shit. Um... <laughs> So Ben White scored eight points, so two extra points. Yeah, sorry, just to clarify, you're not telling Ben White to eat shit. Ben 
from uh, the, bench, part, the part-time bench. Yeah, part, part-time, part-time bench people. Yep. He, he can eat shit. Um, yeah, Chilwell didn't do as well as Livermore. He only scored two points, but I'm never benching Chilwell in that fixture. You know, they're playing Burnley. Burnley happened to score a goal, draw one all with Chelsea. Yeah. I'm never benching Chilwell for fucking Livermore in that fixture. So, yep. you know, obviously it hurt a little bit leaving Foster on the bench. He scored 11 points. I see that ha- same thing happened to you. We both Certainly had did. Sanchez for a negative one. So 62 points all out, finished the um, finished the bench boys boost rank of 17, so stayed exactly where I was. Overall rank is 600K. We need to briefly mention that this is, I believe, the first time this season that I've been above you. Yep. I am currently two points above you. It's, As uh, overall points, yeah. Un- uncharted territory. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we'll probably... It'll be pretty neck and neck, I think, from here on moving forward. I think we've got very kind of similar teams, but also very different. Well, yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, like, our defence, our defences are very, very similar. They are. They our are. midfield's somewhat similar. Yeah. Our strikers are where we really start that's to... That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um plenty of opportunities for me to, f- to fuck it all up and of course um, we've got things like our um, what do you call them what do they call them the things chips chips we've got our chips to use oh man that that was a bad blip you planning it? on it uh, I'm looking at saving mine up you know it might be around the Christmas period where I might use something like a free hit if you know there's a lot of tight fixtures there yeah yeah um, bench boost, I think I'll probably save that for hopefully maybe a, a double game week or something like that. But also, I don't know, there might be one fixture because it was one fixture last season where I remember looking at it and going, every single one of my 15 players has a good fixture and that's mm. when I use the bench boost. Yeah, It didn't work out that bad. I think I got about 15, 16 points or something. Yeah. But um, I don't know, this this season it just doesn't – the we don't have to rely so much on Ben Crellin's spreadsheets and yeah. the triple game weeks. And I the think it's almost made me a little weeks. bit more lazy or complacent with regards to when to play chips. And I'll talk about that a bit later when we get onto what we're going to do because I've got a bit of a strategy I'm aiming towards, which doesn't happen too often with me, but uh, not since I tried to get Ronaldo in earlier in the season or where it was Bruno Fernandes, but I digress. Um, but I'm going to save that for then. Because I think that could be quite an interesting talking point. Well, let's talk about you something. T- you're yawning. tired again. Yeah, well, you made yawning, me play two yawning, games of ping pong, and I'm yawning. Sleepy. Scott's back. Um, let's t- let's do our watch watch list update after a break. Bench boss boys, watch list update. Um, I'll go super 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 quick because I did do mine last week. Um, I didn't. <sighs> You're you're like those fellows that keep sending in multiple questions. <laughs> you want to do another twice? Go. Yeah. Well, it it's just. I'm so- gonna, while you're doing that, I'm going to check Twitter for for more questions. Okay. I didn't remove anybody. Um, I added Trossard, Armstrong, Bowen, McCarthy, and Liveramento. Uh, the remaining uh, plays on there are Vardy, Fernandez, Edwards, Saka, Jimenez. James of Chelsea, uh, Mount of Chelsea, and Foden, and that's literally it. No big shakes there. Um, how about you? Uh, I've only added two and I've removed two. So the two players I've removed, Kieran Tierney for Arsenal and Damari Gray for Everton. Uh, I've removed Tierney not because I, I don't like Tierney, but I just I already have Ben White and I'm not going to bring in two Arsenal defenders. I think that would just be absolute nonsense. Um, if I'm going to bring in a second defensive player from Arsenal, it'll be Ramsdale and he's already on my watch list. So Tierney's out. Um, Damari Gray out because obviously he had a cracking first start to the season, but yeah. I'm just not loving Everton and... Very patchy, aren't they? Yeah, seeing their fixtures coming up, I'm just a little bit... Uh, 
Um, plus, around that price point, he is. You've got some really good options in players like ESR and Gallagher, and, and they're already on my watch list as well. Yeah. Um, players that I've added this week, Harry Kane. Now, it's easy to say, you know, oh, he's had a great international break, scored seven goals. That was against... San Marino. And Albania uh, or Andorra, one of those two teams. Mm. Um, and I just look at that and I think, don't get too excited, but what I am excited about is Conte. Want, me too. And yeah. I'm, I was actually excited about the Kane situation pre that. For me, it's good that he scored a bunch of goals against San Marino, a bunch of part-time plumbers, but that just means that he has still got the capability to mm. hit the target. Um, but that's not what's got me excited. It's the same as what you are saying, Conte and his system and yeah. how that should bring it back to life. And, you know, Son's been good this season and, and potentially I would have, you know, he's he's Son's not on my watch list. Um, He's on my watch list, sorry. But he's not on my immediate want um list, I guess. I'm not going to bring him in straight away and I'm probably not going to bring him in anytime soon because I'm still kind of trying to do, and I guess maybe following Matt Whelan's advice for FPL Obsessed um, from the book, Spreading the funds a little bit, and I liked having a premium striker. And and you know I've got Jamie Vardy up there at the moment, mm. um, and I, I kind of like the idea of keeping the funds up there in case someone like Kane bangs or Ronaldo starts banging again, or I, Lukaku I comes. Get back. what you're saying because it's tricky if all your money's say in midfield, and then you suddenly you need to bring in and a very expensive striker because now it's definitely costing you two transfers. Yeah, and you know I'm lucky last. Week I didn't make a transfer. I didn't mention that earlier, but I, I didn't make a transfer, so I, I had two free transfers for this week. So I will touch on my transfers a little bit later, and maybe Kane will come up again. I don't want to, you know, spoil it, but I think I just did. Um, <laughs> other players that are still on my watch list, I'll just quickly go through these because yep. I've said them all before. Saka and ESR, both from Arsenal. Ramsdale's also on that watch list. Malpay for uh, Brighton. Uh, Gallagher for Crystal Palace, Saar for Watford, James and Rudiger for Chelsea, Son for Tottenham, Jensen for Brentford, and King for Watford, as well as Huang for Wolves. So that's my watch list. Pretty good watch list. Okay, therein wraps up the watch list. Um, brief break then, and then we'll do a quick rundown of Game Week 12's fixtures. Game week 12 kicks off with Leicester at home to Chelsea. Um, Tielemans, calf injury, 50%. Mount, I love this. I think it's the second one we've had this season. Dental problem, 75% chance of playing. Alonso, um, I know he's not a first-teamer, but he's still owned by a fair amount of people, so I wanted to include that. Ankle injury, unknown return date. Lukaku, still at 50% because of an ankle injury. Yeah, ben was talking about Lukaku mm. on, a, on a watch list, and I don't love it. I don't hate it. Yeah. But I don't love it. I think I'd put if I was putting together a wild card team, uh Lukaku certainly wouldn't be on it until he was back. Mm. And uh I knew he was playing ninety minutes. But uh respectfully I wasn't part of that episode. I didn't get to do my wild wildcard team, but I think I would have probably gone along the lines of what you did, um, and maybe been a little bit more conservative up front. Yeah. Um but anyway, back to the game. It's a, a big game for the weekend. Chelsea Chelsea Leicester. Chelsea's playing well defensively, they're playing well. Uh, pretty much everywhere at the moment. Um, most of their goals are coming from the defenders at this stage, but yeah. um, I think uh, a lot of players are owning uh, multiple Chelsea assets. Yeah. Um, popular ones, obviously, at the moment, James. So a lot of people will be keeping an eye on him. Uh, I don't have him. He's on my watch list, like I said. Rudiger's another one that people, uh, people I think, bought Rudiger in not for his attacking threat, but for his, uh, you know, he was there's safety yeah. with Rudiger. Um, but I've got Chilwell. Do you have any... 
Chelsea defender. Yeah, I've got Chilwell. Yeah, so Chilwell's another another one. He's you know last season he was the Chelsea defender to have at the start of the season, and then he kind of went Lost out of favour when Tuchel turned up. Yeah, but but he seems to have won that back, and he seems to be playing really well. So yeah. um, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. The other player from the the Leicester side of the fence, um, you know. Jamie Vardy was scoring points like no tomorrow at the start of the season, and he's had a. I transferred him in three weeks ago, so he's obviously since blanks. then he's yeah. had three blanks. So a little bit frustrating as a as a part time Vardy. And I, I've never really been a big fan of Jamie Vardy, and now even less so. Um, a player that I did talk about, you just mentioned, Tielemans has a calf injury and fifty percent mm. chance of playing. I think that's a huge loss for Leicester if he doesn't play. Um, but we did see last week. I think it was. Harvey Barnes. Did you see that goal against Leeds in oh, the last cr- game week? Cracking goal. What a goal. Um and he's on the um he was on the team of the week yeah. um for, for the point. So he was great see, last season. Yeah, good to see Harvey Barnes back up there as well. Madison, um, we know he's those two players when they were playing well together, they were playing really, really well. We talked about it last season. You know, if you didn't have one You had the other basically. You had the other. Yeah. And if they didn't score points that week, they'd score points the next week. Yeah. You know, so it It didn't matter which one you owned. It was I think they were just neck and neck on points all the way through. So pretty much. Until they until they got injured. Yeah. Both of them at the same time too. So um yeah, big big loss for uh, Leicester with Tielemans out. So yeah, I think uh Chelsea will probably safely win this one. Um yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Aston Villa versus Brighton. Um, Ings muscle injury unknown return day and of course as we've already discussed Sanchez got a red card he suspended until the 27th this is a big game for uh, Steven Gerrard of course mm. of course mm. the transfer the manager merry-go-round he's going to want to get off on the front foot um, first win in front of the Villa fans so uh, big game for him and he's not even playing anymore he's just a manager um, just a manager I with Sanchez you know, not even on the bench in the stands, probably mm. up in a in a cozy box. I don't really have any this any skin in the game in this um in this fixture. So Same. this would probably be one of my yawn matches of the week. To be brutally honest, uh, I, d- I don't really know who would even be looking out for. Holly Watkins, maybe, maybe. Still think he's not that highly owned. Danny Ings again, yeah, not, not that highly I mean, owned. I mean, Ings is out, but. It depends. I'm not actually that familiar with the sort of system that Jared was playing with Rangers, and of course, it's a completely different league. Um, but oh, you know, I'll be observing. And Brighton, I think we've both got a couple of Brighton players on our watch lists. Mm. Now, pay for me. Do you have Trossard on your yeah, watch list? I do, so, yeah. you know, I think defensively, Brighton are probably uh, the stronger of the two teams. Attacking. Uh, it's hard to really say, but with Trossard yeah. playing well and Malpe playing well, I'd probably even give that to Brighton. So yeah, it could be a tough first game for Jared. That yeah, it will be a tough game, I think, and and probably a lot of emphasis on what happens in the midfield mm. in this fixture. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Burnley at home to Crystal Palace. Um, been enjoying uh, the Crystal Palace journey this season. Eze still not match fit, by the way, for any of those closet Eze fans. Um, and, and Burnley, Burnley been doing okay. Burnley have been doing okay. I actually, for a little while, toyed with the idea of bringing Chris Wood into my squad. Oh my gosh! Um, but I mean, if you take a look at Burnley's fixtures, they're not. It's not that crazy to see why I did that. Um, I'll just mm. quickly run through them for you now. Uh, Burnley have Crystal Palace, Tottenham, Wolves, Newcastle, West Ham, Watford, and Aston Villa in their next eight. 
or seven. So it's not too bad, is it? There's four greens across there, and 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 Tottenham and Aston Villa, they're not that difficult according to this. West Ham's their toughest fixture in the next seven games, so don't hate that, especially not for a player like Chris Wood, who we know will, will creep probably into the double digits for goals. Um, this at some point in the season because he seems to do that every year. Or um, but Cornet or or Cornet, um, the Cornet man, the Cornet. Um, he's been really great for them. I think he's got like back to back eight points. He was on our on our list of uh, worthwhile differentials or genuine differentials last week. But a player you we just can't ignore, and I think you've got him is Gallagher. Mm. Crazy good, second highest scoring points FPL point scoring midfielder so far. After Salah, so that's a and Salah has nearly double what he's got, but that's a different story. Yeah, I mean that's not fair to compare, is it? Yeah, no. Basically, no. But yeah, Gallagher's having a fantastic <laughs> yeah. season. Um, so it's absolutely makes sense that you've got him and he's on my watch list. So more about that later. Newcastle-Brentford. Mm. Eddie Howe mm? and uh, your favourite team in the world, Brentford. Are you still still backing your boys? I love Brentford. I've still got Tony. I've still got Mbwemo and... They're on their last legs for a lot of managers because last week they played Norwich and they lost 2-1, Norwich's first win of the season. I, um, it was the right thing to do, but I went with you and uh, your harassing, encouraging. encouraging. If, if you're not going to play a player it, against Norwich, you're not going to play It was them. fair, and the alternative didn't pay off here anyway, so I, oh, didn't, you know I what, didn't lose. You know what really sucks? Mm. And I will I will talk about why. Obviously, going a little bit off track, you know, Nor- actually Norwich are playing Southampton next, so mm. I'll wait till then, but... I do want to talk about playing players against Norwich and why it's painful for me to say that now after everything that's happened for the last four weeks. Okay. I will just quickly finish off with this particular fixture. Um, Newcastle did well to get the draw with Brighton last week and obviously Sanchez got that red and I think it was like the 93rd minute. He just tripped the player who, who was probably a clean throw on goal. But um, Brighton, I don't think... Oh, so I've written Brighton. Newcastle... Uh, Brent, sorry, no, I have written that on purpose. Brighton are not nearly as good as Brentford going forward, I think, in my opinion. I think okay. Wemo, Tony, and, and you know... <laughs> I think they need to start scoring more goals, though. But I think that they're slightly... I think I rate Tony and Alan St. Maximum as being as good as each other. Callum Wilson is good. Wemo's good as well. I just, I just think the defenders at uh, Brentford are also better aerially and they're going to be getting a lot of corners mm. so I, I think that attack Brentford are a better attacking side than than Brighton and I think that Newcastle drawing with Brighton I think Brentford might score more than what Brighton did we against Newcastle say, the- I'm, I'm messing this up but in my head <laughs> oh, it no, works the, out uh, the dots are slowly joining I'm with you um, and obviously uh, absolutely no secret but uh, Raya or Raya he's, uh, he's out for a long time with his knee injury I feel like I'm not polished because I had a week off the, the yeah podcast. you're a little rusty <laughs> so nervous um, the reason I wanted to talk about Norwich and Southampton they are that's the next fixture we're, we're at Norwich Southampton you got now. it down as your your match of the week I, I do and, and Livermento has a 75% chance playing uh, he's got a knock now, I reckon he'll play against Norwich, mm. but because of the transfers that I've made, and I have made them, Livramento once again cannot find his way into my starting eleven, And it sucks to say Tricky, that because it? it's Norwich. But at the same time, I feel a little bit like, well, he's got an injury, and I think that because of players like Nwemo and Tony playing against a team like Newcastle, it'd be silly for me to bench one of them again. 
Am I going to regret it? You, you might, fucking bet I, t- I am. I'll tell you where you might regret it is when they bring Livermento on for the last 10 minutes and you pick up one point. Well, I'm benching Livermento. Right. So I'm not going to regret it if that happens. Sure. But my my issue is I think that 75% chance with, when it's a knock, he's probably going to start. Probably. He's probably going to play 90 minutes. They're playing Norwich. 75% probably, knock, so usually starts. He'll probably get his second goal of the season against Norwich and probably a clean sheet. He'll end up on 12 points and they'll be sitting there on my bench Again, I feel like a complete dummy. I didn't realise that Livermento had come from Chelsea. They'd signed him from Chelsea. He come, I guess, through the youth system there. And recently, there was an article. He's on the list of top twenty-five wonder kids in the world, or something like. He's extremely highly regarded, Livermento. Is that why he's on your watch list now? No, he's on the watch list because of uh, all the things he's done in FPL this season. It was just a little bit of extra trivia for you. There you go. Um, yeah. Otherwise. Not much to say about that game, really. Yeah. I mean, Norwich new manager as well. They've taken him straight from Aston Villa. Yeah, Dean Smith. <laughs> yeah. Um, Watford at home to Man United. Um, Shaw, head injury, 75% chance of playing. Pogba suspended till 28th of November. Um, I did say I've got no skin in the game with this fixture, but I do. Who do you, who've you got? Foster. So do you. Yeah. Yeah. It's and- easy to forget the old backup yeah. goalkeeper, but he's a Good fellow, isn't he? He's got a really cool podcast. Or I love his YouTube channel. Yeah, well, he's it's a it's a it's a podcast he as ha- well as a YouTube. He has a podcast it? and a YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 and right. yeah, he does some fun stuff usually at the Watford training ground on his YouTube channel. Very nice guy. Um, he, yeah, I I have him and Sanchez. Obviously, Sanchez is banned. Obviously, we'll find out in a, in a bit what my plans are for this coming game week. But otherwise, by default, it looks like he is in my starting eleven. Uh, and I don't feel too terrified about that. If oh, it was no. Man City, I might, but it's well, not. I look at it and I think, even against a team like Man City, a player like Foster has the ability to uh, stop a lot of shots. City will Didn't take... Didn't you do that a few game weeks ago that you made a choice based on that, thinking you get more points from, I think, Foster, and then they got absolutely trounced? Yeah, maybe, but he's still got a save point. Yeah, but the other keeper got more points. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> anyway, I, I, we don't I, have a crystal ball. I, you know, two weeks ago I did say Sanchez is my set and forget Foster is my backup. That's it. Mm, and you're living by it. The next week, Foster got eleven points and Sanchez got negative one. You know, no one's predicting that. But what I what I am saying is, Foster isn't a bad backup. He's four million. You're yeah. crazy not to own him as your backup yeah. if you've got 4.5, 4.6, 5 million. Well, his ownership shows that as well. Yeah. Um, and actually, early in the season, he was quite giddy about that, that he was one of the highest picked goalkeepers in the game. I don't think it's lost on him that it's because he's 4 million. Um, okay. Well, I mean, other than that, I don't really have any skin in the game either. It is just him. It'd be awesome for Watford to get a clean sheet and I can't help but feel that might start to spell the end of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer um, but yeah I don't think we need to dwell too much on that Wolves versus West Ham should be a great game I feel like any game involving West Ham is great at the moment uh, Declan Rice 75% chance of uh, playing illness I don't know what that is um, it's, it's rude to pry um, it's probably no it's probably just diarrhea um, <laughs> I I look at this fixture and I think to myself, a lot of FPL managers will have a lot of skin in this game because of Antonio and also Jimenez and Huang. I think yeah. I think if you were to look at Antonio's ownership 
and I'm, I don't want to go and actually look at this, but I just want to talk about it. Sure. I reckon between Huang and Jimenez, they're probably owned as much as Antonio is collectively. Right. Yeah, maybe. Um, so I think there'll be a lot of people. I think probably, I reckon... You know what this means, don't you? It means that the three of them, neither, none of them will score. Yeah. But I think one in every three managers will probably probably have some skin in the game in, yep. up front here. Yeah. Um, in terms of other assets for West Ham and Wolves, I know Connor Cody was quite popular in Marseille yep. for a little while. I've got Wolves. Cody and Cresswell in my squad. Um. You know, from West Ham's perspective, obviously players like Cresswell. Who did you talk about last week? Ben Johnson. He was on another one on the differential list. Uh, he's been getting a lot of football. They've kind of been rotating with him and Kufal, where uh, Kufal played in the Europa League the other week, and then they've been playing Johnson in the league. And it, actually, the last couple of games he's played, he's scored like eight points and six points or something. He's, he's doing really well. He's a very promising young right back for West Ham. Yeah. And, um, he's, and he's four million. I did just, I did just have a look. Um, I like Sifal too much to to want to run that risk, but I did just have a look. Antonio has ownership of close to fifty percent. Wow. Um, Jimenez ten uh, percent, and Huang is thirteen percent. So, Good to fact check, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I put my hand up. I was wrong, but thirteen percent. Uh, sorry, twenty one percent ownership between or twenty three percent ownership between Jimenez and Huang is quite high. I would imagine there's probably a lot of people who've got Antonio and Huang. Yeah, I imagine there's probably not a lot of people that have Jimenez and Huang. Correct. So, by that logic, there'll be, you know... Loads of people. A lot of people that have yeah. an interest in how many goals are scored in this fixture, which means it's going to be nil all. <laughs> uh, Liverpool-Arsenal. That's a corker, isn't it? Uh, no injury worries from an FPL perspective. You sure? Uh, who've you got? Robertson. Ownership is nowhere. Remember my rules? 5% ownership or more. No one's got him, bro. That's why I said, but and you can go back and listen to this, from an FPL perspective. Money. Yep. No one's got him, bro. He's a differential. Less than 5%. You know, I don't believe you. I did a whole show about it last week while you were drinking wine in Tasmania. Okay. Crazy that money is selected by less than four percent of people. Yeah, I, I thought that too. But I, why I, I think it is relevant? I you said you listened. The to reason, show. the reason why I think it is relevant. Go on. Is if we go to the statistics page, and I'm doing that right now, cool. and I'm going to talk through it quite slowly so that I can delay how long it takes for me to get there. <laughs> Simicars yeah. is owned by thirteen point one percent of people. Sure. And with Robo out. That means that the 13.1% of FPL managers that own Simicast mm-hmm. at 3.9 million have a bargain. Right. What because your, he is going to be starting. What's your point, though? Like, you you were questioning why I hadn't included the fact that Robertson's out. Yeah, but, but I think it's important to note the fact that Robertson's... How is Rice not... How is Rice relevant? Above 5%. <laughs> I, are are you deaf? How? Are you deaf? The oh. rules are very simple. I feel like you're, you're trying to say I don't do my research. No, but I, mean, I just I feel don't. like Rice is so irrelevant. Compared you know, no, do you to- know what it is? It's because uh, was it the last game we could game before? He scored a bunch of points. He scored a goal, and he got like eight or ten points. And you know how you know how people react on FPL. Yeah, a lot of the uh, I don't want to say the word casuals, but I've just said it. They jump on anyone who scored points, and they transfer him straight. But what I do think is interesting is the fact that Robbo is injured, confirmed injury. Um, he came off for Scotland. Um, that does mean Simicast is is going to start for Liverpool. That's a fair point. And I think three point nine million for a starting left back for Liverpool is a bargain. Even if you just brought him in this week, or you were playing your free hit, maybe. 
Um, and we saw we saw how good he was at the start of the season. You know, when he was filling in for Robbo, he was on fire. So yeah, he was. Um, I just think it's worth mentioning the fact that Robertson is injured, so that guarantees Simicast a start in the starting lineup. Fair point. And with Mane, I think that also probably guarantees Jota. That's why I think it's important to talk about those ones. But obviously, it's going to be tough to do that every single week. It's all good. It's all good. My notes on this one were that obviously, in years gone by. So this would have been a pretty. This is this is classic, classic Scott yawning, <laughs> belching. I'm waiting for a fart. Remember to check out our SoundCloud if you want to listen to Scott fart. Um, the the thing about this game is it would have been really big years gone by. It's not so big anymore. But Arsenal's been in good form. Yeah, they have. They they seem to have sorted themselves out. Liverpool have kind of dropped a little bit in the last couple of games. Yeah. Um, oh, don't fact check me on that, but I can't remember them doing particularly well or maybe it's just because Salah didn't didn't score a million points that's it. that's what it was it was that Salah himself they they lost 3-2 to West Ham so you're not wrong okay there you go you're not wrong at all um, but that's uh, probably a mere blip I would imagine yeah I, mean, I, I, I do think that it's a bit of a blip um, and I also think that Arsenal having this good run of form is also a bit of a blip. Yeah, uh, and to the point where I feel like there's just as much chance of this game being 0-0 as there is it being 5-0 to Liverpool like, let's see what happens on the day. Um, the next game is Man City playing Everton. Um, oh, with Grealish has a seventy-five percent chance. It's a uh, knock. It's a knock. It's a knock. So he will likely feature, but if he doesn't, I think Foden might be um, the player that kind of steps in and, and plays in that role. I think a lot of people are hoping for some big returns now from Foden. Well, I've got Foden, so I'm hoping for big returns from him. But what I worry is that him pushing further out on the left wing rather than being more central might affect his ability to score goals. But at the same time, it might not. It might give him more space. So paint me ignorant, but when they've done that, have they played Grealish more centrally or something? What's that? No, so normally they play Grealish out on the left and yeah. Foden. A little oh, you're bit saying inside. in Grealish's absence this game, in Grealish's absence, push I Foden think they might push the Foden a little bit. Further. Right, sorry, that's Got just a, it's a guess and it's an uneducated guess and it's also an uneducated guess Pure playing playing roulette because again it's, oh, it's Pep. Pep, so it's Pep. For all we know, Grealish is injured, Foden doesn't play, and they end up putting. Yaya Torre up front. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not massively hot on Everton at the moment. I was at the start of the season. Their form has been up and down, up and down, up and down. Injuries, of course. DCL still not around. Um, Huge loss. Decore as well, who was they're probably their best player Huge for, the, loss. for the first nine or so games. So not really hot on Everton at the moment. And the final game of the game week. Well, well, well just oh, before on, you go run on, away on, is Cancelo. I think you've got him. I do, yeah. I've yep. got him. I think there'll He's, be a lot uh, of players that have Cancelo. I feel like outside of um, Edison, Cancelo is the only lock in, and no one's got Edison in goal, right? Ruben Diaz? Is he a lock? I reckon he is. Okay. Um, yeah, but Cancelo... But I mean, you, you, you pick the attacking player, don't you? And that's not Ruben Diaz. Yeah, no, you're right. They're both a lock, but you're right. That's where you go for Cancelo. Um, yeah, so final game of the game week. Tottenham playing at home to Leeds. Uh, talking of up and down seasons, it's not being fantastic for Leeds. Um... I see on the official FPL website they're trying to kind of paint this picture that potentially Rodrigo's the unsung hero of Leeds season and Bamford's still out, basically. Um, I'm not sure. He's not exactly expensive, but I'm not sure it's worth chucking money at Rodrigo. But maybe there's not tons of options up front. I mean, if you're struggling a bit budget-wise, you could do that. Um, elsewhere, it's only really about Rafinha. Luke Aylin's been injured for a bit. 
Um, there's not much, you know, Stuart Dallas got moved into midfield role and then played in defence. <laughs> um, They've uh, really punished Dallas this year, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, it's He's almost, upset the FPL gods. Yeah. Well, one of those things where last season he was the player you had to have. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Playing out of position, scoring goals left, right and It was and a great center. time to be alive. Yeah. Everyone that owned Dallas was just laughing. It was money. It was free money. Yeah. Um, this season, I just remember at the start of the season, we did talk about that. Um, it's a risk because if you took away all of the extra points that defenders get compared to midfielders, he actually had a pretty average season. Yes. Um, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't like mind blowing FPL. No, no. And I, I did say, not only does he cost more this season, you don't get those benefits. You don't get those benefits anymore. So, and the reason I say that is because he got hundreds of points. Yeah. But he was getting clean sheet points. And what, extra points. And for extra goal. points for goals. Yeah. So it wasn't the goals and the assists, it was about the clean sheets and losing those points, that massive kick in the pants. So you've got to think yeah. about those things. And and yeah, Dallas is just not considered, is he now? No, not even slightly. He's not even talked about. No. And and, and it probably would be, even be that way if Leeds were mid table or in the top half. Um the only Speaking of players that haven't been performing, yeah. but they are being talked about. Go on. Harry Kane. Yeah, just just, just a Serge Reguillon. Absolutely, and we talked about this last week with uh, Reguillon being a really good option now with Conte being there. Um, I was just going to close off with Leeds to say it's just Rafinha, isn't it? It's just Rafinha. Yeah, and and uh, and, and 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 consider the fact that he's playing for a team in the bottom five. Um, yeah. But it's just Rafinha. Uh, but yes, Tottenham is probably a much larger talking point now. Conte's arrived. We know the system he plays. Region, it's all about Region. Uh, and of course, Son and Kane. Um, so for the first time in a while, Region, like a Tottenham defender, is absolutely worth considering. Son has still done okay, even though Tottenham have had a pretty average season so far. Um, but the exciting bit, as we talked about much earlier in the show, is... Does this mean Kane might get the football now and put it in the goal? That's what I hope. He's not cheap, but given how he performed last season, it's you know it's Salah business, isn't it? It's he's he's cheaper than what he started the season out as because he started the season out as twelve and a half million because last season he was the highest point scorer, right. highest goal scorer. He got all the goals, all the assists. Twelve and a half million. He started the season only twelve point twelve now. Only. So. I mean, it, well, it's Cristiano Ronaldo money. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I will, I mean, we'll be taking a break in a minute and I do want to kind of talk about a strategy I've got going and it might involve a certain uh, blonde head man with a speech impediment in Tottenham. I'm sure it's loads of them, but the one who earns loads of money to play football. Um, anything else before we wrap up the fixtures? No, let's wrap it up. Bench boss boys. So. What are we going to do for game week 12? Have you made any moves yet? I've made my moves. He's made his moves. Pulled the trigger a little bit early because I'm fairly comfortable that I don't think there's going to be any injuries after the... I think it's safe to come out now. Yeah, and I I kind of pulled the trigger a little bit early because I'm I'm left with only 200k in the bank after these transfers. I think that if I had have maybe waited till the end of the week... I might have had nothing left in the bank or potentially 100k. So you said transfers plural, so you're using the rolled transfer? Yeah, so I had two transfers. I've used both. What I have done is I've taken out Jamie Vardy. Again, the most disappointing FPL player I've ever owned. Um, And I've also transferred out, and this is painful to say because he's been doing so well for me, 
and we just talked about how good he is, Rafinha. I do get it, though. If you're trying to make some moves in your team, I get it. That and, and right now you might do that. There'll be a chance for me to get him back later. And, Definitely. And, you know, I'm fingers crossed Foden's kneecap comes flying out of his leg and, and I'm forced to get rid of him and then I can bring in a player like Rafinha. That's an easy swap for me. So Rafinha, you know what you gotta straight do. back on the watch list. You know what you got to do? you got to go and hobble Foden for Scott. That's all you've got to do in your back. Yeah. You're straight back. So uh, with Vardy going out and Rafinha going out, that has freed up quite a bit of funds up the top for me, and that's Harry Kane coming in. We've just talked about why. Harry Kane. Um, and I did mention earlier that I didn't bring Son in because uh, I did want to spread the funds a little bit, a la Matt Whelan, FPL Obsessed. Yep. Um, and the player that came into my midfield, uh, Drum Gallagher. Roll, please. Oh, Gallagher. Um well, I mean, you know, those mid-price midfielders, um, there are quite a few on my watch list, but the one player that we talked about consistently about being painful about not owning them and the fact that they're second behind seller is Liam, Gall- Liam Gallagher. <laughs> oh, is he your wonder uh, Um No, absolutely. What's his first name? Uh, Connor. Yeah. Yeah, Connor. He's Sorry, the, mate. He's the, um, he's the other member of Oasis. I know you. No, no-brainer. Good transfers, that. And those are my transfers. Uh, armband firmly on Salah, as it will be for the rest of the season. Um, Not Harry Kane? You know, no. Give him a week. Give him a week. Yeah. Well, well, we'll wait for Harry Kane to play Norwich. Uh, not using any chips, playing a 3-4-3. And again, Liveramento first place on the bench. He's got that knock. Oh, I hate benching Liveramento, there, but I there do. There is a Brownhill arse-shaped mark now etched into your bench, right? Brownhill? Yeah. But Brownhill's my ticker, and yeah. he's my yeah. enabler, and yeah. he's be, I. Brownhill's been my best purchase of the season. You're going to end up buying so, a uh, a Brownhill shirt, a replica jersey. I fucking you? will. He's so good. He just ticks away two points, two points, two points, one point, two points, two points, two points, one point. But I never oh, ever beautiful. expected any more than that. So he's done exactly. He's the only player that hasn't let me down. He's good for your mental health because you can leave him on the bench. No, he'll just get the participation points, and you won't go fuck. I should have played him. He hasn't even managed to get a three pointer yet. That's how consistent he is, and I love him for it. Ben White on the bench, hard to say, uh, hard to bench him after you know his brilliant eight but points. But he's playing a way to Liverpool. Exactly. Ed Zachary. Okay. And what are you doing? Have you talked about this already on last week's podcast? No. Or is this brand no, no. new? This is brand spanking new. Um, I have also made a transfer. Oh, gosh, Scott. Um, and I've got rid of my talisman. I've read the name, so I know who it is. But when you say that, I know who it is straight away because you've had this man in your team. For nearly two years. For two years, yeah. <laughs> it's Creswell for West Ham. And I've brought in... And we mentioned him earlier in the show, Johnson from West Ham, the right back, who's not necessarily guaranteed to play, but he is four million. And I need to actually start thinking about how I spread funds around. And the strategy that I've been alluding to is, well, you've done it in bloody one move, Kane. I need to be ready that if Kane suddenly bangs in hat tricks week in, week out, I can't miss out on that. This smells <laughs> of game week one. <laughs> Bruno yeah. Fernandes, but that Patrick. Wo- but that worked out okay because I made the moves and the strategy and I was careful and, you know, conservative about it. And then when it came to the time, I had the funds and then things had changed and I brought someone else in who did okay. I had a couple of good weeks out of Cristiano Ronaldo. So but- that could happen again. What if it's Lukaku? What if Kane doesn't bang in the goals, but I need the money to bring in Lukaku? I've got the money then. So Yeah, no, no, fair, fair point. But I mean, I, I guess probably my question is, yeah. we got the man on, we phoned him in from England we talked to Matt 
wheel and, and, and yet you still haven't got the funds spread out in your team. Yeah, and I think it's because... Not many good choices in the forward line this my, season. My expensive choice up front this season would be Antonio. Vardy, not even Antonio, we're talking big bucks. All right. Vardy and Cristiano Ronaldo, and maybe Lukaku when he first came in at Chelsea, right, mm. this season. That's it. And I had Ronaldo for a little bit, that's gone. So I don't have money up front. Uh, and we talked earlier in the show about how, yes, it is a good idea because, and I said earlier, when you don't have big money up front, it means that you need to make multiple moves to then bring in a big money guy up front. And that is exactly what I'm dealing with. Um, so this could take me three weeks. I'm, I'm being critical and I'm not being harsh about no, that. No, I mean, the only reason I'm being, I'm being critical, but I also have to acknowledge the fact that I had to remove Rafinha, one of my favourite players. Yeah. Um, because even... Though I had money up front, it still wasn't enough for Kane. That's the harsh beauty, isn't it, of FPL, yeah. that sometimes we have to make moves that we probably don't want to. And you know what's going to happen. Leeds are going to thump Tottenham 3-0 yeah. for a Fina hat-trick. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to hate myself. Yeah, so this is probably going to take me, I would say, three weeks. I'd have to do it in stages. I'd rather, like the Ronaldo move earlier in the season, I'd rather not take points hits. Are you going to... I've taken one point hit this season. Have you taken any? Nope, none. Well, well done. Um, because last season you took twice as many. But I know you I touched took on that a hideous last amount. But are you going to share with us your long-term plan now in terms of what you're thinking? Because it could change. So mm. I don't think we'll we'll consider it a spoiler just yet. But are you thinking about next week who you might take out and who you might bring in and who you might take I out? I had done a bit. I'd done some dummy stuff. Can you um, kind of give us a? But I could, you know what? I didn't even add it to my notes, and so I feel like a, a complete wally. But it basically it was something along the lines of, and I'll give you the broad strokes. Um, I will end up because uh, Jesus is my most expensive striker, mm-hmm. and it's going to take a bit of work because com- compared to the cost of Kane, there's a lot to shift. About three mil difference. Yeah, something like that. So Jesus is eight point six. I've got to get rid of him. Oh, so it's about three. But and that's half, the yeah. final move. Yeah. Um, I've got. If I want to try and shave some points, say in midfield, I may have to sacrifice for argument's sake a Smith Rowe. He's 5.7 to try and get another mil. Uh, I've got Connor Cody as a, a, I could switch him out for another four mil defender. Um, How much money have you got in the bank right now? Uh, 1.9 mil. I can't see either of those two moves being enough. Potentially, it could push to four. Um, or maybe I just have to try and take a take a four a minus four and get multiple done in one week it depends like it depends how, how strong well, the just, even, even with even with the um you know irrespective of the amount of transfers it's going to take i just don't think that's enough money because but i'm just saying if i do it in four then it might then also include me dumping rafinha or yeah, you could, or i could cut my losses you could and go, do rafinha next week and then the week after do kane in because rafinha's 6.8 or 6.6 6.5 in my team but i can probably sell him for 6.6 yeah. yeah you sell him 6.5 and you bring in a brownhill for four that's an extra two mil so you've got 3.9 mil then and you've got jesus is 8.6 or that's- if i if or i mean this will I, I feel like i've got a week or two to really brownhill no oh get him he's so I, good. i've got a, i've got a week or two to really see it, how quickly Spurs are going to get up to speed because another one I could do is I could go would well, you know what maybe I don't want two Spurs players and I could do it quicker and get rid of Son because Son's 10.2 that would make it happen quicker that's a that's a big one because he's one of my big premium players 
But I mean, you could bring out a son and then bring in a. Oh no, Mason Mount has a dental problem. Um, <laughs> you could bring like a Foden or a. Oh, there's not a lot of mid to high priced midfielders that you'd want. Bowen at West Ham, maybe. Oh, yep. As a, a little differential there. Because um, I've got a strong midfield otherwise. You know, I've got Smith Rowe, Gallagher, Rafinha, Salah. Like, I could play a four or a three midfield and be happy with that. But yeah, if I want to do it quick, I could sacrifice Son. I will see how long it takes for this Spurs situation to develop. To develop. Let's uh, oh, finish cap- with your sorry. captains. Yeah, captain- oh, sorry, we're going to say the same thing. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that funny? Uh, yeah, at captains, Alan Ben is on Salah. Yeah, of 100%. And I, I'm probably going to play a 3 4 3. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, but, yeah. What, what, and, and that is that. And we'll take our final break now. Did we have any extra questions come through? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I sound like a demon then. Yeah, a little bit. No. Uh, maybe we got a little bit too comfortable last week when we received 200. Oh, of we've, them. Been, we've been wading in questions. There's been questions coming out about. People are sick of our shit. And now we've just got one. Okay, let's take a break and we'll answer one question. <laughs> Mailbag time. Mailbag time. We don't really need a bag when it's just got one thing in it. Um, Mail envelope time. Yeah, single piece of paper. Um, at FPL Wolf 89, FPL underscore Wolf 89, he says, or she. He or she. They. Wolves can be women too. They say. Well, go on. You know what? Wolf, if you're listening, let us know. You don't have to. That's private. Well, do what you want. Yeah, it's up to you. The question is, who is your choice out of Bowen, Gallagher, and Cornet or Cornet? We should learn these things. What are their prices? Uh, I think they're in um, pounds sterling. I know I know. Gallagher was 5.8. I think Cornet's 6. You tell me how much Bowen is because you just talked about bringing him in as a potential. I did. So Gallagher is your like 5.7. Uh, Bowen is a West Ham player and West Ham are based in London. He's 6.3. And he's 6.3. <laughs> um, so he's a little more expensive and then uh, the Cornetto man for Burnley six. is 6. So obviously I would imagine that if he's asking this question he, she, they, sorry, um, it's because they have the money to get any of them in. Um, I say on balance Gallagher. Uh, Bowen is my choice as a differential, as discussed in last week's show. Please go and listen to that. It was good. Um, but so was Cornet. Cornet. I need to... That's going to kill me. I need to find out quick What? how you say that. Would you like a lick of my Cornetto? Um, yeah. Uh, I... he was, Cornetto man was also a differential, uh, but I do really like the look of Bowen, not yeah. physically, footbally. He's pretty cute. Um, but I've gone... I agree with you completely. Gallagher is my number one pick and... It's not just because he's the second highest point scorer. It's because every single time I watch him play, he actually looks incredible. And he got his England call up. Congrats. Yeah, well done. Um, but he's he's he passes the eye test every time I watch him, uh, as pass. does Cornet. Yeah. And that's why he's my differential pick. He's my go. number two. So Those I'll, are good options. And, and yeah, he's pulled some really great options out of the bag there. I actually like Jared Bowen because Me too. he's one of those players that is just consistent for West Ham. He yep. is... Uh, a great player. He pops up with goals occasionally. He's only like, scored one this season. I but feel he's, like he's getting better as well, which he should do. Yeah. Um, and Liverpool were linked to him at the start of the season. Um, he's a bit cheaper than Ben Rama, isn't he? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I would say it depends if you... Uh, like Gallagher's probably the most solid choice, 
But maybe if you've got a situation where you're trying to get ahead in your private leagues, go for one of those differentials. Go for any of those, really. Yeah, and I I do not hate Burnley's fixtures. So if that's that's a good point. Actually, you know what? I'll, I will. We've got the time to do it. Um, Brentford. It's not a team that we're even talking about. Burnley, sorry. Burnley's next five fixtures, Crystal Palace, Tottenham, Wolves, Newcastle, West Ham. Um, so Crystal, the Crystal Palace game, the Wolves game, and the Newcastle game, pretty good fixtures for a team like uh, Burnley. Yep. Um, so not a bad shout for Cornet there. Obviously, Crystal Palace are playing Burnley next, which is a good fixture for them. Then they've got Villa, which is probably a good fixture as well, considering they're in a little bit of turmoil right now. Leeds, again, they're without a couple of key players. United, they're crap. Uh, and Everton. So not as easy fixtures as Burnley, but still, again, Conor Gallagher. Yeah. Just tore Man City apart. So, uh, And the last, the last one there is West Ham. That's where you... Next four fixtures might make a decision for you. You've got Wolves, which is a bit of an easy fixture. Then you've got Man City away, tough fixture. Brighton at home, again, not an easy fixture because Brighton are quite good defensively. Then Chelsea at home. I think one thing that I would also add is sometimes I get the impression that when people are figuring out who to bring in, they look at fixtures and they're looking up to eight games ahead and they're almost approaching the task or the, the choice along the lines of it being death till death do us part and the reality is you could bring them in for one week if you want and swap them out for another one the next week like go with a fixture sometimes form and fixture right so it's not forever you could legitimately have like i I do that all the time sometimes i think oh, i'd like to bring that player in oh they're playing man city way this week i'll hold off or i might bring in a player who i know has got a great fixture this weekend and then he's got a bunch of shit ones for the next two months i'll bring him in for one week get him in next get rid of him next week the only risk around that kind of tactic is that's all well and good, but then if you go and get a bunch of suspensions and injuries elsewhere, it can kind of force your hand a little bit. But even then, they could just... Oh, there it is, the fart. Um, e- even then, they could just live on your bench for a couple of weeks. So don't worry about it. This isn't forever. But um, three great players. I think that all three of those options have the Bench Boost Boys seal of approval. Follow your heart. That's nice. Nice note to end on. As on top of your fart. Thanks for that. It's great to have you back. <laughs> ben, save me. It wouldn't be a podcast without a belch, yawning, a yawn, and a fart yawning, from Scott. Um, any, any final thoughts, Jerry Springer style? Uh, be kind to one another. Uh, yeah, final thoughts. I thought I might finish just by, um, since I'm on the fixed difficulty page, there's another reason why Spurs uh, assets are pretty popular right now. Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich, Brighton. And Leicester are their next. Fuck. So that's a fucking nice run of fixtures. lovely. So Norwich at home in four games. Maybe I will be captaining Harry Kane for that game. 100%. Wow. Yeah. So oh, leave God. you with that. That's all. It's going to be an interesting. Uh, let's go play ping pong. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh, don't forget, uh, send us your mailbag questions, please, at Bench Boost Boys on Twitter. We're not desperate. Yeah. Um, website is benchboostboys.club. Uh, the podcast on all your streaming services although I figure if you're listening to this you probably already know that uh, join our mini league at, uh, where's the code Q8ZM2S um, come and join it's not our army it's Dave Paxton's army and we're all just guests I uh, hope you have a great game week Scott I hope yours is adequate and I hope mine is uh, phenomenal goodbye see ya can you just edit so that there's slightly less, less of a gap, of a gap.